0: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday, October 13th. Hope your day is going well and week is going well. Hey, you know, yeah, we just couldn't quite hold on yesterday as the markets uh, went back down a little bit. Not bad, but still down. Not the direction we would like to see them go. Uh, We'll talk about that. Plus inflation. uh, Some more key indicators coming out today. Uh, We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a moment. But remember, there's only one thing any of us can control within our portfolio, and that's how much risk you have. And so we've put together our core retirement design process in order to make sure that you've put together the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Again, that number is 863-382-0037. Looking forward to our conversation with Dave. That's
1: coming up next. Five point seven, Island FM, Maroon Five, and I'm Morning day, We're at eight forty here. It's twenty before nine. Check in and see what the Sam Hills going on with their money up on Wall Street. It's getting affected by all kinds of junk, and now we're into earnings season, which actually could make some things make some sense for a change. Yeah, sure. Let's go downtown and ask Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services what's going on. He's better plugged in than we are anyway. Philip, good morning. How are you?
0: Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today, middle of the week. I wish we could just get the markets going in the right direction. You know, it just, uh, we start off okay. We just can't finish the day uh, in the green, it seems like.
1: Evidently, yesterday it was uh, in a vacuum. It'd be a eh day 117 down on the Dow, ten and a half down on the Standard and Poor's, and 20 and a quarter down on Nasdaq. Nothing to be concerned about, but what's that—the third or the fourth consecutive down day in a row, isn't it?
0: You know, I think we had a mixed day on um, on Tuesday. On uh, one of the indexes, I think finished up just barely um, uh, in the green. But, uh, but it, it has not been trailing the right way. It's been tra- trending to the downside across the board.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I hate to say it because I hate calling anything a trend, but it's starting to look like it in the process. Uh, We start off the morning with a bunch of news that we really don't have details on yet, but the big market mover that's going to come out today when the government gets around to doing it and our news ticker catches up is going to be the consumer inflation rate. And we don't have the full report like we're used to having because some of the news tickers are running short, but we do get the month-by-month number, and it's not good news. Consumer price index went up four-tenths of a percent last. Month and uh, we were expecting about a th- about twenty five percent less than that, down about a third of a percent. So things are uh, basically doing what we've been concerned about. Prices are going up too fast, which isn't much of a surprise to anybody, is it?
0: No, it's, it's really not, Dave. Now this just hit my ticker. The core CPI was actually less than expected. Um, they the the expectation was a consumer pr- the CPI and the core CPI were going to be the same, up three tenths mm-hmm. of a percent. Um, and you're right, the, the CPI ended up up four tenths, but the core ended up going up only two tenths of a percent. So um, I guess they kind of balancing each other out there.
1: OK, that, that makes some sense in the process, because, well, anybody that's, not, that, that's surprised that gas prices are driving it probably would be a surprise. You factor the gas and food out, and our core index is fine if we could just get those nice little electives like gassing up our cars and buying groceries out of the picture, right?
0: Uh, You know, that's so true. Uh, The other thing that came out yesterday after you and I spoke was uh, that they give a three-year inflation rate that they expected, uh, and Mm -hmm. the median rate they expected went up two-tenths of a percent from the last reading. Uh, went to 4.2% is the expected median of the three-year inflation
1: rate. Well, it's not a big surprise given the vote we've been seeing in the process. It's not the news we wanted, the fact that expectations are going up. And we keep arcing back to uh, Paulson and the Fed talking about how they were looking at a smooth annual average. And I keep thinking that after, what, have we got six years of like 1% inflation behind us? I don't really want to make up an average all in one year, do you?
0: Absolutely not. Uh, That would be very, very painful for all of us.
1: I suspect. Uh, we've been talking about employment a lot because that's driving junk a whole lot in the day as it goes. Nordstrom's announced yesterday that they're looking to hire like 30,000 seasonal workers this year. Another company that I'm not really familiar with is talking about adding in 9,000 additional people. The question is, can they find anybody to take the jobs? Because you and I were noodling through when we got the unemployment rate and the job creation numbers that were so disappointing last Friday. Uh, we talked about the use. Six, the discouraged worker rates. And I did my, de- my deep dive on that the other night. Uh, the number of discouraged workers is tracking just about a normal percentage above the uh, the mainline unemployment rate. But one thing really did catch my eye. We are at all-time high numbers, according to the JOLTS report, of workers voluntarily quitting their jobs. We got like 10 million workers that have said, oh, to heck with it. I quit. no we were kind of guessing back and forth as to whether or not they were going into the gig economy or saying to heck with it and retiring, but we just can't find people to fill jobs. And that is even including some of the uh, better paying ones that are out there.
0: Well, that's true. We are seeing that the job openings starting to fall down a little bit, um, which doesn't quite equate with what we're seeing on the other side of the, of the game. Um, job openings actually got reduced by about 500,000 down to 10.4 million. Um, in, in the month of August. So uh, that's uh, that's still a lot of jobs out there. Um, the JOLTS report did kind of indicate that that two or three million people that voluntarily quit their, their jobs last month was um, really people that were in the restaurant, retail, hotel services end of things. Um, and and there was some indication maybe that some of those folks were finding quit those jobs and found a better employment elsewhere. So we can't tell from these numbers if that's really true or not. But that was some of the indication I read through the uh, reports of the Jolt Report.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I was reading was uh, talking about the gig economy, that's independent employees, uh, the uh, under-the-table money that uh, people make on this side. Uh, that was growing like crazy because there—it well, if you can avoid the taxes in the process, which some people do illegally, uh, it, at least you keep more of your money, and it's kind of like getting a raise.
0: Well, that, that's true. I'll tell you, David, that's getting harder and harder to do because most people – um, they, they take money somehow, right? It's all pretty much digitized, right? I, I'm going to use my PayPal. I'm going to use, you know, Venmo. I'm going to use my cash app. Um, if you use a credit card, you know, or debit card, all that stuff's tracked. And, uh, and you know, that, that, uh, that uh, establishment is reporting that stuff to internal revenue service. So it's becoming harder and harder to, to skip out on your taxes.
1: It really is. And the news item over the weekend that the IRS also wants to be able to monitor your checkbook account. Ah, Yeah, it's going to be harder and harder to get away without paying in the future, isn't it?
0: It really is. And I'm hoping that that's going to get slammed down. I'm hoping. I mean, I've I've read a couple of articles that give me some hope that that will get uh, banished.
1: We'll cross our fingers on that. (laughs) I'm not a privacy fanatic, but at the same time, if it's none of the government's business, I have no desire whatsoever to let the government into my life that deep. Yeah, earnings season is finally beginning, and we got some household names that made some money. Before we get to the financials, we had a surprise. Delta did okay, didn't they?
0: They did, Dave. Uh, Delta beat by 13 cents a share. They came in at 30 cents a share, positive, plus Uh, revenue beat forecast as well. Now, um, that's their first quarterly profit um, since before the pandemic. Um, But let me tell you what they also came out with. You know, they said, look, in the current quarter, we expect a modest loss um, due to higher fuel costs, uh, continued uh, supply chain issues. So uh, that was putting some pressure and continues to put some pressure on Delta this morning, uh, down about 1.7 percent.
1: Now, you don't really want your guidance to say, we made money this quarter, but don't expect it to last. That doesn't go over big with investors, does it? No, no,
0: it really doesn't. Like I said, people want to look ahead, not behind.
1: Absolutely. Uh, The first blush group that always comes out of the big financial operations, yesterday I was saying that one of the tip sheets I was reading said, don't expect any big surprises and big beats. Well, so far we seem to be breaking the rules at the very least with J.P. Morgan this morning.
0: Oh, it did. Morgan came out, um, you know, they beat by about 74 cents a share came in at $3 and 74 cents. Revenue was ahead of forecast, but let's don't get too excited. Um, a lot of that came because they were able to release some more of their reserves, like over 2 billion of, uh-huh. of, of reserves that they were able to release, um, this quarter based on loan losses. Uh, the other thing I saw on, uh, on J.P. Morgan is consumer loans are falling. Um, you know, that's where they make a lot of their bread and butter because you can get higher margins on consumer loans versus corporate loans and business loans. So um, so that's another area where um, they're, they're falling off a little bit. And the other thing it says, Chase, this Chase, is the lowest. Course, I'm sorry, Chase,
1: of course, I was going to say Chase, of course, being one of the big credit card names.
0: That, that's right um and the other thing they said was this is the um the the lowest um e p s that they've had in a while so uh some some but it's not hurting their price at all they're well, it has dwindled I will tell you it was higher it's up about a tenth of a percent it was up almost one percent earlier
1: all right yeah i was i I saw the tidbit that said it was a, a lot of the bad debt write offs being returned to revenue. One of those odd things, finding out it's a pleasant surprise we're paying our bills better than they expect. It hurts a company, but <laughs> it is a chink in the armor, isn't it?
0: it? It is, and it's funny, you and I are sitting here talking. I think maybe the traders are actually diving into that earnings report a little bit more because they've actually gone red in the last 15 seconds.
1: Ooh, let's find another financial that's doing well. <laughs> I hear Blackwalk reported. That's one that isn't a big consumer name, but it's a big player.
0: It is, and they're a big asset management firm. Um, they earned $10.95 a share. That was better than the $9.35 that was expected. Revenue beat uh, forecast. Um, they, uh, they did implement some fee waiver um, positions within the quarter, but their assets grew, so that helped their revenue overall. Um, and they are up this morning about 1.2%.
1: All righty. Any other indications from the first blush of earnings season in the morning?
0: No, that's really about all I've seen so far, Dave. I mean, there's some some interesting news uh, tidbits coming out here and there. Um, Hasbro, uh, their uh, CEO, um, uh, passed away suddenly, I guess. He took medical medical leave two days ago and uh, passed away at the age of 58. So that's, uh, yeah, that's hurting their stock.
1: Understood. Overseas markets are being affected by a report out of Great Britain that uh, their economic growth missed forecasts. So their GDP numbers were not what expected. And that's not good news on the foreign co- exchanges either. Forty five minutes before we open after an off day yesterday. Can you give us any green ink this morning, Philip?
0: You know, I can give you just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit um, because the Dow is actually going negative right now, uh, down a tenth of a percent. We've got the S&P 500. Basically, it's got a tinge of, of red to it. But other than that, it's basically flat, down a dollar. Um, the only positive I see right now is, is the uh, is the NASDAQ 100, um, up about a quarter of a percent. Small caps are up about a quarter of a percent. So um, that's all the green ink I really see. On the commodity side, silver is going up about three quarters of a percent. Gold is uh, up less than a tenth of a percent. And the best news of the day, Dave crude oil down 1.1% to $79.72. Can you say below 80? Wow. Yeah. I
1: never thought I'd be happy to see oil drop below 80. <laughs> down below 60 would sound good to me. Overseas markets, Asian markets, uh, mixed bag overnight when they closed early this morning. The uh, Shanghai composite was up by a little bit. The other two major exchanges that we track were off by a bit. Europe is kind of looking at things and going, ah, I've been watching them going either side of the zero mark as we've been talking, uh, not going anywhere with any kind of a trend in Europe so far midway through their day. Philip, it's uh, earnings season. Things are going to get some wild swings, and heaven knows the economic reports aren't helping things one little bit. That means if I'm getting close to retirement, i got to be concerned. How do I get you to get the concern out of my mind?
0: You know, Dave, there's ultimate things to be concerned about. Risk is one of them. And a lot of that risk is now being caused by inflation. Uh, And if you are getting close to retirement, that can be a problem. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray where we dive into our core retirement design process. Uh, It's vitally important. Then check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show 6 a.m. on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and streaming on, or I guess you can listen on, FM 95.3.
1: Absolutely. And streaming as well. I got one little bulletin that just came out. They just declared the Social Security benefit increase 5.9% increase for Social Security guys next year.
0: Nice. That's a big increase.
1: That's a pleasant surprise. The biggest in 41 years. So. Guys on Social Security are going to be happy until they see what happens to their Medicare premiums. Exactly.
0: Right? Yeah, that's going to eat it all up, probably.
1: <laughs> Pretty darn close. Thank you, Philip. We'll catch you in the morning. All right. All right,
0: man. Have a great day.
1: Thanks. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the
0: pitch. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I hope your week's going well. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Find us right here on Facebook. Have a great day. Bye now.